welcome to a mini breakdown with Ashley and Chris, where they answer your questions and meet with real brides to break down their wedding every week. You guys are going to have to buckle up because on Monday, our episode that we have with Jillian from Dress Gallery is going to absolutely blow your mind. And I don't even care if you think that you should be hearing an episode about a wedding dress because you're already married because you already have your dress yeah you you you're like that's not for me i don't need it yes you do everybody needs it your mom needs it you need it yeah this was one that like oh my gosh i don't even know what to say but like we touch on this at the beginning you guys will get this you know on monday but it literally it has the potential to change your life and it is so much more than just practical tips on picking your dress like there is mindset things that we talk about and Jillian just has this aura about her that is it's just full of love and compassion and and passion for what she does like it is just an amazing and amazing episode and we're kind of mind blown right now. Like we're just in this weird state. It's just, do you feel light? I feel extremely light and anybody who listens. So like you need to set your calendar for Monday morning because that is going to be a, a beefy episode. So prepare to probably listen to it over the course of a couple of days, but also long. Do you hear that? No, (laughs) (laughs) but also you're going to finish that episode feeling so good about yourself and good about your life and good about your past wedding or good about your future wedding or just good about the person that you're staring at in the mirror and I cannot wait for you to hear it oh so we can go on we are pumped we 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 can't stop like every single time that we're about to say something else like off recording we're both just like wow yeah we've literally just kind of been like literally our minds have been blown. So we are excited for you guys to experience the same thing. But in today's episode, uh, at the very end of this, we are going to be breaking down Jessica Tung's wedding. And we're going to be talking all about it. She is a wedding planner. She owns Wichita Coordination. And she is going to be breaking down her wedding day and sharing so many juicy tidbits from it. So you have that to look forward to today. Ashley, we also have some questions for people too. We do. And if you haven't already followed us on Instagram, we you can find us on we, you, I just put those words together. You can find <laughs> us on Instagram at The Bridal Breakdown. And we weekly post a little questions box. So if there's anything you're struggling with this week, any thoughts that are prompted from this episode, you can always just shoot us a message and we'll add it to our bank of questions so we can get to it one of these weeks. So for this week, we're kind of all over the place with our questions. Normally we circulate a theme, but these all kind of go hand in hand with some of the things that we talk about with Jillian on Monday. So we're going to go a little bit deeper into these specifics and they're not surrounding your dress, but the themes are similar. Yes. Yes, for sure. What's our first one that we're talking about today? Let's talk about dieting. So I think this is a really, it's, that's vague, obviously, but I think it's something every single bride thinks about at some point because of their wedding dress. 
and they want to look their best and they want to feel their best. And so I think let's just talk about dieting and the struggles that people have with that. Yeah. What do you think the initial, so let's talk about the mindset. Like what causes someone to have that initial thought of like, you know what? I need to go on a diet. The perfection. They're chasing this image of perfection behind themselves, perfection behind what they want to see in the mirror. They want to put forth on their most photographed day of their life. They want to put forth their best foot. I mixed all those words up. (laughs) It's okay. It's totally fine. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I think that people, you know, they are, it's an important day of their life. And so they are sinking a lot into this day. Number one, they're sinking time. They're sinking brain power. They're sinking resources, finances. So even for me on our wedding day, you know, Lara and I, you know, had to talk about weight, mostly for me because I wrestled with a lot of insecurities on our wedding day. And so I actually did like this food program um, and I dropped like 20 pounds before our wedding day. And a big reason behind that was mostly because I was extremely insecure and I wanted to feel better on myself the day of. Now, something to consider is that that is a that is a temporary fix to a deeper rooted issue and i'm going to speak for myself so dropping that 20 pounds that day did not cause me to love myself anymore all it did was give me a slight confidence boost but i still wrestled with underlying insecurities and all of these other things and until I have begun until I could learn to love myself regardless of where I'm at. That isn't going to change. There's doesn't matter how much weight somebody loses. Um, they are still going to find things that they don't like about themselves. And so it's almost like we as people have to come to this place to where we can love ourselves and our own skin, regardless of where we were at on the scale. And then that we can begin to view our health we can look at like not just dieting alone as this one piece, but health is this all encompassing thing that includes giving your body the right nutrition that includes hydrating and taking vitamins. And then, Oh yeah, also losing weight, but that's a byproduct. That's not the overall focus. I don't know. Does any of that make sense? I love that because your body is a vessel. You get one and we, I mean, you should take care of it in general. And I think when you look at, trying to lose weight as a diet and not a lifestyle, that's where it can get unhealthy because you're chasing this number on a scale or you're chasing inches. When if you're just looking at it from a place of like, I'm I'm not dieting, I'm eating whole foods or I, you know, like please don't do some unattainable calorie count of 1100 calories a day 1200 calories a day to try to lose weight like that's so hard on your body it's destructive to it too it is you need to have like a calorie deficit to lose weight but that doesn't mean 1200 calories like your body burns calories as it sleeps like your your body is constantly burning calories like feed it i found that when i the best shape i've ever been in it was when justin was deployed so i like wanted to look really good for him But I looked at it from a lifestyle perspective. Like, what do I need to change about my life so that, yes, I'll look better, but I'm also going to feel better. And so I ate the most calories I've ever eaten in my entire life during this point. And I lost the most inches. I didn't really lose weight because muscle also weighs more. So like, as you start to like work out, you're actually, I'm like 20 pounds heavier, let's say, but I like look better than I've ever looked before. So 
try don't like hurt your body in trying to chase this physical appearance. Right. And when you start to take care of your body, you will start to love yourself more because you'll start to feel better and you're nourishing that vessel that is going to carry you through all of the things in your life, including your wedding. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. It would also be good to just go ahead and begin to look at your lifestyle and everything that you're doing, your eating habits, uh, sleeping habits, just everything all encompassing. So hopefully that'll, that'll kind of answer that question. Yeah. And just random side note, I'm not perfect when I, when I, this was like a very, I was very good at that point. I just finished an entire box of Oreos last night that is sitting currently next to me. It is an empty box of Oreos. Slammed it. That's why you couldn't sleep. I was so wired last night. So just, I shouldn't have done that for my health. It has nothing to do with my like weight. I just know that I should be putting good food and nourishing food into my body. I should respect my body for what it can do for me and giving it Oreos that has no nutritional value is probably not the best thing that I can do to nourish my body or my mind. So 100%. Question two. How do I choose my colors, my color palette? Holly wants to know this. Ooh, this one, we might, yeah, we might both need to tackle this one. I know that we address this and we give a uh, kind of an idea in the episode with Jillian. Is there another way that we can go about this? I'll save that, that piece of advice for that episode. Okay. I think that with a color palette for a wedding, I believe it starts with honestly, like, I I hate to say go to Pinterest because I think as long as you have a healthy boundary with Pinterest, do it, use it. It's a great tool. And I think if you start to pin things that are important to you, so like what is your priority? Let's say your priority is um, flowers. This is a really good, easy one. And you start pinning flowers and bouquets that you like. And then you start to see a pattern in this bouquet board that you have. Then you're going to start to see a pattern of colors and you're like, well, I tend to like these warmer tones or I tend to like all these purples, whatever it is that you start to see a pattern in these flowers. Like, can you work a color palette out of that? Because your flowers are going to take a lot of color. So same thing with like bridesmaids dresses. Let's say yeah, you're trying to pick a color and like this is not special specific to the next episode but let's say you're trying to just pick a color and you bridesmaids dresses get you excited or wedding party all the things so start to look at bridesmaids dress photos or bridal party photos and what are you drawn to like once you start to pin all of these things like pin everything that you like look for patterns and then delete things that like don't match up with your pattern that's kind of something that's where my mind goes initially to try to figure out a color palette yeah, another thought that comes to mind, and, and again, you know, we talk about being careful on Instagram and being careful with the comparison and stuff like that, but Instagram can also be a really, really good place to find your colors practically in in real wedding scenarios. So you can begin to scroll through photographers' feeds um, and seeing like, oh, look, they used uh, auburn and this sage green and this, uh, I don't know, this vanilla color. And it all worked really well together. I never would have thought that. Auburn is one of my colors. And so now I see that it pairs well with vanilla and sage. So it's just this you can find inspiration also through real life photos mm. on Instagram. That's something that you might consider doing. You know, who are your favorite photographers and 
if if you're pursuing and chasing a specific style, whether it's light and airy or dark and moody, you know, you can see how those color palettes look like in that area. So let's say you're going dark and moody and your dark and moody photographer has more warm tones. Well, how is that going to work with your color palette if you're choosing blues and and shades in that arena and stuff like that? Like it, it's really going to affect that and how you do that too. Yeah, I agree. And something that came to mind when you were saying that is if you find one color that you like, um, Chris says, look on Instagram and you can see the way other people have used it. You can also Google or Pinterest search um, and type in Auburn wedding color palette or lavender wedding color palette. And then you'll see some people that use like lavender with light like a light sage green or you'll see somebody used auburn with a terracotta and that can give you all the different ideas and variations that other people have used and you can figure out and kind of nail down a scope of colors but something else i want to say on that really quick is once you pick colors know that color one of the a design mistake people make and don't realize they're making it is going extremely matchy matchy so let's say you have white as a color black as a color and purple as a color and you only choose things in that one purple there's no transitionary colors happening if you do like a scope of purples then everything is going to feel like it's cohesive and blended if you think about it like i'm talking to girls at the moment but guys i think should understand this if you think about it like eyeshadow we don't put eye like blue eyeshadow on our eyeballs and only blue eyeshadow on our eyeballs. Generally, you know, those makeup, even at like Walmart, Walgreens comes with like an eyeshadow trio, a blue with a transition color and like a darker color. And you put them all three. They're intended to put all three yeah, on your eyeballs. Good. And then you put them on there and you blend it. So you're getting all shades of in between that. And that's how you're getting something that like flows really well together. You're not getting this harsh you know, shock of you want, you want your eye to like gracefully wander, like, and to like move through the colors and not just like there be these harsh, like one shade of purple, one shade of black, you know, like you want there to be a multitude because it's going to, it's just going to flow better. Yeah. So don't be, so in that, just don't be afraid to Um, not have the exact same shade I know a lot of people when they pick a color they're like this isn't my exact shade of green it's like that's okay it's gonna be okay like you can you're actually gonna probably be happier that you kind of don't have the exact tone all over so it's just a little tip for decorating I like that I really really like that a lot that's extremely helpful and I don't think many people may know that yeah like you might you might see it but you don't recognize it so now you can recognize it even in your home so Pro tip for life. I learned that on YouTube. I am not an interior designer by any means, but I did learn that from an interior designer on YouTube. So last question. How do I let my mother-in-law be involved without being too involved? This is good. We've had lots of questions about the old M-I-L. And uh, it can be hard because there's this dynamic to where she is going to play a prominent role in your life. And maybe you guys have been cool 
up in, into this point in the relationship, but the relationship kind of does change whenever it is official. And then this mother knows like, okay, this person is going to be in my son or daughter's life, you know, forever. Um, and so it's going to take effort on your part, um, to try to involve your mother-in-law as best as you can. Ashley says this all the time, but remember this isn't just, you know, there's a lot of things happening on your wedding day. Your future spouse's parents transitioning out of their son or daughter being in their care and now being connected to someone else is one of those transitions. And so it's an emotional day for them too. And I think it's going to take intentionality on your part to be able to involve them in the day um, in lots of of little different ways. Um, So I know the question was like, how can I keep them from being too involved? Um, I think that's, that's kind of just up to you um, and figuring out what is something that I can involve them in that isn't super weighty, that's going to change the trajectory of my day, but what is something that's going to like feel like they are accomplishing something and like they have purpose on my wedding day if they want to help. Yeah, I mentioned this in Monday's episode, but I'll touch on it here. I took, well, invited. I invited my mother-in-law to go dress shopping with my mom and I when we were looking for her dress. So we were going to make it a girl's night. Like, you know, then we're looking for shoes and we all looked for shoes together. And that was really fun. We had dinner before and that made her feel like she's also a part of it. And you have to remember if you're getting married to a guy that she's a woman she loves the wedding as much as you like she's been looking forward to this too and just like you are loving all pretty things in this wedding world she probably does too but she had a son and so she doesn't get to experience a lot of these things that maybe your mother gets to experience and like I can speak from this perspective that my husband's mom is a mother to four boys so she didn't get that mother-daughter experience that you get at your wedding and so I knew that I wanted to be able to honor her in ways and include her in things and they want to help like she genuinely wanted to help she was always like what can I do so one day we like stuffed invitations together and like made glued programs together so like if you're doing any wedding activities that are DIY you can include her in those situations but I agree with Chris decide what is going to where she can help and she can be involved and it will be enjoyable and include her in it because I could go deeper into this, but Jillian says it really well. She does. One other thing to consider is that maybe try to shift the way you're asking this question to like, how can I invite my mother-in-law into my wedding planning world? That's a little bit different than involved. Um, in, In even adding that word invitation, like, it just, I think it will help you get in this mindset of like, I'm trying to invite them into this space because I care about them and I want there to be relationship there. Um, because that's really important during this phase. I mean, there are, I'm sure your mother-in-law has potentially heard horror stories of, you know, uh, them not having, being invited into any aspects of the day. And so again, like Ashley said, Jillian touches on this in a very, very good way. So um, we encourage you to listen to that episode, but um, just look for little ways, figure out how, what level of involvement you want her to have, and then 
and be intentional with your invite for her into those spaces. Yeah. Everybody's mother-in-law and mother and, you know, parental figure, everyone's is different. And just knowing that if you go into it with the intention of honor, then the outcome will be much better than if mentally you're thinking she's, you know, maybe more of a burden or I'm afraid she's going to take over because she has that personality. If you just go in it with the mindset of I'm going to do this and honor her, you may be happier walking away from that. Yes, absolutely. So without further ado, that wraps up our wraps ups. That wraps up our three questions for today. And so we are now going to dive in to the interview with Jessica Tung. She is a young bride. She got married. Oh, gosh. What year did she get married? I think it was 2018. It's 2018 or 2019. I don't recall this. Hold on. Um, I think it was 2019. 2019? 2019. 2019. I think. Okay. It was 2018 or 2019. 2018 or 2019. I don't have my notes open right now. She's a young bride. She was married in the last few years, and she talks a lot about how her wedding dress played a role in the design of her wedding, how things maybe had to get switched kind of on her, and she had to like roll with it. And then also the dynamic of moving from being in the household with her parents and establishing herself as an individual outside of being in a household with her parents. And that's a shift that I think a lot of people go through that, you know, it's in a, maybe a more traditional way of doing things, or maybe even it's just when you're really young, because she got married so young, you're still at home with your parents and how she came out of that and how she had some hard conversations with her parents, because they too are transitioning from having a very young daughter that relies on her to or relies on them to a daughter who is getting married, moving out and starting her own family. Yeah, that was honestly probably one of my favorite parts of the interview. Without further ado, check out the interview that we had with Jessica. Welcome to the Wedding Breakdown, where we actually talk to a bride, a listener who has planned their real wedding day, and we have a conversation and break down their wedding. We do the play-by-plays, and today we are talking to Jessica, and Ashley is here with me as always. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm really excited to talk to Jessica. She actually is a wedding planner here in Wichita, Kansas, where Chris and I are from. And she recently got married, which I'll have you tell her all about that. But if you want to follow her, you can follow her at Wichita Wichita Coordination Coordination. Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And Jessica, you guys also have a podcast too as well. What's that podcast called? Yes, The Coordinated Wedding. The Coordinated Wedding. And what, and we'll just talk about this real quick, but what, what angle do you guys, like, what do you guys talk about on your podcast? Ours is talking about wedding days, um, like actual wedding days that we have coordinated or planned and kind of talking about what we learned from those wedding days um, and also just kind of giving listeners inspiration for their own wedding days. It's really just kind of giving a recap, telling the story of how the day went. Um, And I feel like there's a lot to learn from every wedding, just things that 
can help save stress or that might be fun ideas um, or things to avoid. And so we talk about all the, those things. So it's like a play by play. Yes. Love that. That's cool. Yeah. That's probably super. That's probably very helpful for anyone who's maybe struggling with inspiration or or maybe they just are out of ideas through Pinterest. They've looked at all the Pinterest boards. Well, they can go and listen and hear podcasts about different weddings that, that have been coordinated. Yeah. I love that. So Jessica, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, which I guess I just said, but, and then <laughs> when you got married. Yes, I am Jessica Tung. I am from Wichita, Kansas, and I've grown up here my whole life. Um, and I got married on June 21st, 2019, which was also my birthday. Oh, my oh awesome. <laughs> wow. What made you like, I'm always curious when people get married on their birthdays. I've had a couple of brides do it. What excites you about that? Like, what makes you like really want to have your anniversary on your birthday? Honestly, we weren't planning on it. Like we... Basically, we got married young and we were waiting until I graduated college and we just didn't want to wait any further after I graduated college. So June was after May, <laughs> which gave me a month <laughs> to finish planning. And the 21st was the only date that my venue had available. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're like, sure, I'll share it. It'll yeah, be a party, like, whatever. Best party ever. I just wanted to be married. <laughs> so with your wedding day, Jess, what was your vision going into it when you're planning and what were you kind of like, what was your foundation of your vision? Yes. So originally we had a very low budget because we were going to be the only ones paying for it. So we were expecting to not be able to do very much. Um, and I was really expecting something super simple, super laid back, um, kind of like garden party-esque and all I really knew was that I wanted pink to be in the color palette and that nice. I wanted to, my dress to be like super, like super, super simple. Um, I had in mind this dress that was like a line, no train, really simple top. Like everything about this day was going to be incredibly simple and it did not turn out that way. <laughs> really? And then was that on purpose? It was. So it, it wasn't on purpose. Basically like we, I, w I was carrying that vision for like three months of planning. And then when we went dress shopping, I've told this story a lot on social media, but when we went dress shopping, the very last dress I tried on, like they gave me all the dresses that looked like what I told them I wanted. And I just wasn't, it wasn't clicking. And then the very last dress that I tried on was a giant pink ball gown <laughs> with like eight layers of tulle, <laughs> like princess pink ball gown. And I fell in love with it. And I had like this huge, I said yes moment in it. And then because it was pink, that kind of wrecked the rest of the ideas I had. Yeah. That kind of threw a wrench in everything, huh? Yeah. So the rest of the wedding had to be elevated to match the level of my dress. And I had no problem about that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, yeah. not at all what you were expecting. No, not at all. <laughs> ball gown very different so did mm -hmm. you did you like wrestle at all with like okay this is completely going against the vision that i had like were there any moments of hesitation with like oh my gosh i love this this feels right should i do it should i not do it i it was very instantaneous like when i put the dress on and like then my like you know it all changed like i imagined myself in a totally different 
like, you know, wedding setup because of the dress. <laughs> it was so different. And my bridesmaids had actually come with me and we were going to start looking at their dresses the same day. Um, and, you know, we were going to have them in pink dresses. And then after that, I was like, forget it. Like, you know, I have a pink dress. Yeah. And in the moment I was like, I don't care what we have to change, but this is like, what's going to happen now. Um, And because I threw a wrench and everything, like they ended up having completely mismatched dresses, which I loved and, you know, everything, everything just kind of pivoted in that moment. Um, And I was totally cool with it. (laughs) Wow. You're just like, I'm just going to roll with this. Yeah. I was like, I have to make my pink dress happen. (laughs) Yes. Of course. Yeah. Did you find... This is a very random question, but did you find when you were planning your wedding that you were more focused on the visuals of your planning than anything else? Because a lot of people, when they get married, like you're just kind of stuck in this, what you see in inspiration and like checklists that you find on the internet. And did you find that that was kind of where your blinders were? Like you were just focusing on what things looked like? For sure. And I love hearing it. Yeah. Which is why I love your podcast so much. And, um, kind of like this trend, especially with COVID unfortunately, but like, I think we're the best that we're kind of becoming more introspective and making decisions based off of what really matters and not the things that, you know, get packed up at the end of the night and you never see again. Um, so yeah, unfortunately I would say so. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, and that's kind of interesting. Chris and I talked about this earlier. We're going to be interviewing so many people who maybe haven't, li- didn't listen to this podcast. They didn't before their wedding. And that's just natural. It's the way it is right now. And so we're getting to hear these perspectives of people who maybe didn't focus on like their why or their when, and they were focusing on the things that maybe they thought they were supposed to focus on and didn't know there were other options. And so with that being said, what would you say while you were planning was your why? Why did you want to celebrate your marriage with a wedding? At the time, like, I think it was a lot of just because that's what you do. And then I think that our why started to evolve, like as we were making our guest list and we kind of went in like an opposite direction of like what you guys talk about a lot and what we tell our clients now, um, partially because they can't, you know, have a huge guest list. But like, we started to realize like, you know, we got married young. Um, so we had our all of our friends from high school who, you know, we were still in contact with. Mm-hmm. We had, yeah, you were young. Yeah. And we had all of the, you know, adults in our life who had, you know, like poured into us and brought us to this point. Um, and there are just so many people in our lives who we just wanted to be there. And at the same time, it was my birthday. So it was like a giant birthday party. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can see that. Yes. Our why kind of turned into like, we want to celebrate, like, we just want to have a celebration with everyone that we love ever in one place together. And like the ever. whole thing was how cool is that to have everyone that we love in one place for one night. So, yeah. which it really of- is like, it genuinely yeah. is really, really amazing. It's a, it's an amazing thing that we get to do in mm-hmm. celebrating. Like, I mean, that doesn't happen in your life besides this is so we all, we all know this, but your wedding and your funeral are when the people yes. that you love all come together and the beauty of inviting literally everybody you've ever met is that you're there for it. Like that was really kind of a bummer, but it's, it, it's, it's an amazing thing about a wedding, you know, it genuinely is. So there's nothing wrong with that at all. For sure. Thank and you. so, 
So you <laughs> so you wanted you guys wanted to get everyone together. You wanted to have this big party. Love Did you it. have any any other whys that came to mind for you guys? Some things that were extremely important to you? Yeah, for sure. I think it was really important for everyone to hear our vows, like the ceremony. Um, and it didn't really turn into this until we were kind of closer to the actual wedding date. But then it turned into like it was really important for everyone to be there and witness our marriage at the ceremony. Um, and we had, <clears throat> oh gosh, <clears throat> we had <laughs> personalized vows, like completely, you know, just vows that we wrote or wrote from our own hearts. And they were really long, <laughs> but um, that was kind of, it was just really important to us that everyone would get to hear that and be a part of us exchanging those vows and, you know, being a witness to that moment in our lives. So, and then holding us accountable to what we said moving forward. Yeah. It gives them an insight into your relationship when you get to share personal vows. Yeah. Totally. 100%. What would you say was your biggest, so this is kind of a two-parter. So what was your biggest win of the day and then your biggest loss of the day. So loss would be maybe something that, you know, when you think back on your wedding day, you're like, oh man, this bums me out that this happened or this played out this way. Like what would those two things be for you? Yeah. So I think that our win was, it was just so much fun. Like everything. Yes, that's so good. So fun. Um, And especially our ceremony, like even our ceremony was fun. Like we got married under a balloon arch and um, we had a harpist playing the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> which oh, oh, I'm sold. I'm such a nerd. I am so sold right now. Yes. We walked down the aisle to like the Lord of the Rings medley. <laughs> oh my God, girl, you had intention before we talked about intention. I am no impressed joke. and love it. Yeah, everything we did and like everything was so colorful because the bridesmaids dresses were different colors, obviously my dress and then the balloons and, um, it was just Fun. And I love our photos. And every time I look back at them, I, I just remember like how beautiful everything was mm-hmm. and how beautiful it was in the moment. Um, so I just, I love that. And I also, I'm glad like at the same time that I hadn't been to too many weddings before my own, because I didn't feel like I had any like restrictions around what I could do. <laughs> yeah. So I really just kind of like, you know, did my own thing, which was great. Um, and then I think the biggest loss was I really wished that we had known it wasn't normal for our venue to only allow us in for five hours. <laughs> um, like, I guess I, we just, I had not done that much research and I wasn't comparing venues very closely. And I'm really glad we got married where we did because I think it really just provided like the perfect setting for our day. But we got access from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. and we had to like have oh, guests no. leave by nine. So- Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we paid for an extra hour to add on at the beginning of that so that we could have a little bit more time for setup. But because of that, the day was just so rushed. And I really wish we hadn't, I think, I just wish that, I'm so glad once again, like we got married where we did. I wish that we had paid more money to have the venue for like five more hours than that. Because it just wasn't enough. And then my mom, I never saw my mom or my maid of honor after the ceremony because oh, man. we're tearing down everything that had to be out by a certain time, which isn't. Uh, um, so I that that does bum me out. And I really wish that I had gotten that time with them. But yeah, well, they're two, they're two of your favorite women. They're two of the most important women. So I, that is understandable. How have you been able to like process and like become okay with the way that kind of that played out? Yeah, so I think 
kind of like help to help me understand like why it's okay. And once like, it's just one day, you know, just one day of our lives. And the really cool part about the fact that we did have our, you know, we did get married is that now Ian and I get to spend our whole lives with my mom and my best friend. Um, and, you know, we have our whole lives to look forward to with him. It's not just about that one day. And I really wish that I had gotten to dance with my mm-hmm. best friend and my mom, but at the same time, like my mom was for the most important part of my day, the ceremony, you know, my mom was right in front of me in the front front row. My best friend was right next to me as my maid of honor. So that helps a lot. Like they were there for what really mattered. And then I also think I got some closure, like helping my best friend plan her wedding. And then at oh, her wedding, hers was a lot more laid back. And so we got to spend the whole day together. And I think that that provided some closure too. That's a yeah. really healthy way to frame that up and to look at that and to like take it. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to find the positives, which is what mm-hmm. we always encourage people to do. And like, you're mourning something or sad about something. It's like, you can feel those feelings and, and that's healthy and normal, but like, what are you going to refocus on? And so that's really cool that you were able to like pivot your emotions so that you could focus on the positive in part of that. Ashley, yeah. you going to say something? Well, just what I hear is even though they weren't around because they were doing things for you is like, they were giving you like an act of service. Like they were, it was their labor of love because they love you so much. And so like knowing that that's a gift that they gave you so that you can enjoy your day. And is this in part why you also decided like, I'm going to plan my wedding or I'm not, I'm going to plan other people's wedding. Like, is that kind of, was that a driving factor at all for you? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the, the reason why we started our company is like, we actually started off as a low budget option because I was a low budget ride and I couldn't afford anyone in town. Um, and I, re- once again, like looking back, there was like, there was a lot of mindset problems with that kind of thinking. Um, like we should have, if we had known, we would have made the investment in a coordinator, you know, but right. we didn't, that's on us. Um, so we started off as like a really low budget option. We're not anymore, <laughs> but. I remember is- having a conversation with you and being like, dude, you, you got to bump those prices up. <laughs> Chris, my quality of life is better now because of that conversation. Heck yes. <laughs> yeah, and you guys have really, I mean, you guys have really taken off. You got a full team behind you and you guys yeah. are, are executing so many weddings. And so if we can, uh, Ashley, I think it'd be interesting to have her maybe take off her bride hat now and put on a planner hat. Like what, if you, and I don't know if you can even answer this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. If you had to give like the average answer for what maybe you hear most brides feel like their loss was, what might that be? Or what might you speculate that that is that maybe, you know, a high percentage, a high volume of brides that maybe they're living with X, Y, Z regret from their wedding? I think, and I, none of them have ever said this to me because usually I think it gets resolved before the wedding actually happens. But I think what I have what I have observed is that we have a lot of brides um, who, and it's because they're so on top of things, but they get so wrapped up in the details that when little details don't go exactly according to plan, they let that steal all of their joy for their entire day. And it could be something silly. Like it doesn't feel silly in the moment, but you know, looking back, they would think it's silly. Like 
I'm trying to think of an example, like, like the guest book, the guest book wasn't in the right spot or something. Exactly. Yeah. Or so-and-so didn't get here at the right time with Mm. the desserts or whatever, um, things like that. Um, and really a lot of it, I feel like, isn't even the actual things that go wrong on a wedding day because they don't notice it. It's them stressing out about the possibilities the week, especially the week before their wedding. I think the week and the month before where just the stress of, you know, going over like all the little things that could go wrong just takes away all the happiness of that last month of their engagement, which is so sad. Well, and, and you, you bring up the little details. I just had a conversation um, with one of my brides. I'm sure she's listening. Uh, but, you know, we had kind of a little emergency powwow kind of meeting because, you know, she was really wrestling with forgetting the little things. And I think it's so, that's so common to like, it's like they don't know. I think there's like this fear that comes along with, oh my gosh, I hope I don't forget something. And they don't even know what they might forget but it's just such a big event that they already are like prepared to forget something. And so then this like dread already begins to set in before they've forgotten anything, which is why it's so important to have a planner or a coordinator because they can, they can tell you, you know, we, you know, we talked to Katie um, and in her interview, she talked about how she just had essentially the biggest peace of mind by hiring a planner Mm -hmm. because then they brought a few options. They didn't have 300 to choose from. They had three options that they needed to pick. Yeah. So yeah. the the little details that Ashley, have you experienced anything like that or seen that or find that to be true with the details? Oh, totally. I think that that's something I literally was looking at our list of episodes to record. And one of the questions that we post on Instagram for people to give their input. And I'm like, what have you been struggling this week? One week, multiple people said, I'm so worried that I'm going to just forget something and I'm anxious about it. I mean, and it's really, it's not that big, if you forget a guest book, you forget a guest book. Like in the grand scheme of, I mean, I've never looked at my guest book. I don't even know where our guest book is. And you know, you know, the funny thing about our guest book is we forgot to have one and someone ran out that day to Hobby Lobby to go get it. And it was a, it was a big deal. I, I never, I've never even seen it. Like, right. And it's, like, it's in theory, it's a really great idea, which actually, I guess I do look at my guest book. I haven't actually sat and read it, but we did like a poor Justin, actually, now that I think about it, he drew our venue the morning of he our, he drew that? He drew it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he drew our venue and we laid it out and everybody signed around it. And so I guess we do have it on a frame on a wall, but I don't ever, I don't ever look at it. I don't know. It's just, so it is special and it'll be special years down the road potentially, but really in the grand scheme of things, I've never looked at it. Like, yeah, it's just think about those little things. Like if you forgot your garter, like, are you really that upset? Yeah. It's just, Mm -hmm. what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you forget these things. And I, what I've also noticed is that even if you have a planner or a coordinator and it's helpful because a lot of people hire us because they say like, Hey, I'm like so excited to plan my wedding and I'm, you know, really organized, but I know that I'm going to stress out and I need someone who I can trust to, so I can like let go of that stress. But yeah, I think it's also like, even if you have those things in place, I think a lot of it, I don't know if it's personality or mindset or whatever, but it just comes down to whether or not you're willing to let go of the idea that everything has to be perfect. Uh, or even letting go of control. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. 
shit, you guys. Especially what- like when you're putting like, especially I feel like actually I'm talking to more and more couples who are who are paying for their own weddings with maybe some help, yeah. but not paying for the majority. And so you have all this equity, literal money in the game, yeah. and to let go of that control and to trust someone else that's that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So sure. I, I want to ask another another planning question or maybe something that you've observed from this, but what would you say um, is one of the most like intentional things that you've seen a couple do on their wedding day that just really stood out to you that, that that was like, wow, this is something that was so intentional, so much meaning behind, so much heart behind? Oh, oh that's a good question. Um, okay. <laughs> I think... I think that some of the things we've seen that have really, really spoken to me involve how they incorporate their families into it, which is why I really love your wedding story, Ashley. (laughs) Um, And my whole, I really, really love just anything that has to do with family on a wedding day. But um, I've seen, oh, I saw there was a bride who, I don't even know if it was her niece's birthday, but I think her birthday was like coming up or something but she just loves her nieces and nephews so she made a birthday cake for her niece happy birthday on her like during her reception for her niece and like there was one time that we had a bride who I think her dad had passed away and so three men who were really important in her life did her first dance with her instead of her dad and wow things like that yeah really get me (laughs) oh no joke yeah, well, we we talk about a lot how even though this is your wedding day and we will harp on like do what you want to do, we also want to remind you like they this isn't just a day you've been waiting for. All of these people also have been waiting for this day forever. So keeping that in mind, like family is so important. Like those three men like had to feel so honored because they've been also waiting for her to get married. And like, you know, it's, there's so much special memories to be made at a wedding. And it's just, it's really important to incorporate family. And there's a lot of intention, obviously, behind anything related to family. Did you do anything on your wedding day with intention? Uh, I think besides the vows, not really. Oh, yeah, that's I right. She talked about the vows. My pants. <laughs> like, honestly. You did what now? I was flying by the seat of my pants. Okay, well, I think actually we did do something a little bit different um, that was with intention is we didn't have our best man and maid of honor give speeches at our wedding or during our reception. We had our parents do speeches um, because both Ian and I are just like, I don't know what the word is. It's not, not like we're like super attached to our parents. We are, but like, you know, they our families mean a lot to us. And so we wanted them to speak um, and have that time because also a lot of the guests there were, you know, their friends and our mutual family. And so we wanted them to be able to share whatever they wanted to share. And it was amazing. Like my mom got up there. I felt so bad for her because she cried for like two minutes before she, mama. but one of my favorite wedding photos is, um, so Jill, who's one of our coordinators, and then we have another best friend. We all grew up together since we were babies. Um, and their moms got up and stood with my mom while she Aww. was giving her speech because she was crying. Like they comforted her and then she was able to talk. Like, and we have a photo of like their 
like arms clasped together. Oh, <laughs> my just, heart. I know. So I'm so glad that we did that. Um, what yeah, obviously, I love your parents, man. Yeah, that amazing. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah. I really like that a lot. That had to have meant so much to them. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm obsessed. So Jess, we are going to pivot just a little bit to mental health. So throughout planning, how was your mental health throughout the entire process? Yeah. So there were, there were two things that made it pretty rough. Um, the first is that I was taking 24 credit hours <laughs> during my- Holy moly. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So the, these two things kind of go hand in hand. So my, my dad in particular was not happy that I wanted to get married young. Um, but to us, you know, Ian and I had already been dating three years and I was like, I know I'm going to marry him. I don't want to wait. Um, and so the thing there was, he had said something about, well, if you graduate, if like you can get married once you graduate and then we'll talk about it. And I was like, okay, well, I'll take 24 credit hours and graduate early. And then <laughs> I can get married this summer. Um, and you were working. Um, actually I was not working. I had no time to work. Okay. <laughs> okay. were all like okay. research-based classes. Um, that was stressful. Oh, that's double time. That's double full time. Yeah. And it was my senior year and I, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I, I literally was doing pretty much all the planning on my own because I'm, I am kind of a control freak um, and I really loved it. And I kind of declined everyone's offers for help. <laughs> so I was planning with sweating on my own and taking all those classes. That was pretty stressful like then I figured out I kind of came into like a rhythm of um you know I would schedule in when I was going to plan and I would kind of do like planning planning sprints and like spend one afternoon taking care of these tasks I knew needed to be done and then let it go for the rest of the week because I had other things to focus on um but then tied in with that was there was like some family stuff that came up out of planning like my dad it was not happy like I said that kind of caused some tension just because I was still living with my parents. Um, and so that caused a lot of tension that we had to overcome. And I think kind of something that probably everyone who gets married, like unless they've been living on their own for a few years and have like completely established themselves as individuals. Um, one of the main difficulties of, you know, the engagement season is establishing yourself as an adult uh, separate from your parents. Um, and so I definitely had to go through that season and that was pretty hard. Uh, but then I, I think I just learned how to, how to talk to my dad and then we kind of came to mutual understanding. And yeah. So that's what I was going to ask. Like, how did you, how did you navigate that? Did so you felt like, okay, I need to sit down and we need to have a conversation mm -hmm. and it's how did he receive all that? It, <laughs> not great. Um, so <laughs> Our family is very much, especially on his side of the family, I think his family is just very much like, you know, we don't talk about things. Um, like I, I really love my dad and we have a great relationship, but we've seldom ever talk about anything real, like, you know, emotional or anything like that. So we had like our first ever real conversation during that time because he was mad at me and I was at his house and we had just had dinner and I was like, hey, we need to talk about this. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. And I was like, I'm not going to leave until we talk about it. And it was very awkward. Like we sat in silence for like 30 minutes before anyone said anything. Yeah. 
but I think I think just like having that fierce commitment to I don't know like it sounds like you were committed to mending the relationship yeah yeah it was only going to make it better yeah yeah you really don't have a choice if you love someone you don't really have a choice (laughs) I mean thank you for sharing that. I mean, I know that that's probably a a really vulnerable thing to share and and difficult, but I can guarantee you that, you know, there are others who probably needed this advice to hear like, Mm -hmm. you know what, maybe I do need to sit down and have a conversation, you know, with my mom or my dad or my grandmother or grandfather um, and and talk about these things. You know, we had an episode on, on family of origin where we talked about like a lot of these things that happen in our families or the, or why our parents are the way that we are, or they are is because of the way that they were raised. And in turn, that's how we're raised. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's something that's huge and and props to you for, for stepping into that and refusing to leave without mending the relationship. That's huge. Yeah. It's easy to be passive. And if he grew up potentially in a more passive household where maybe you didn't bring up things and, then, you know, you also grew up in a household probably similar to that and having to deal with the discomfort and face the discomfort of, okay, we've never talked before about anything like really serious. And today we have to, because I want us to not continue to have this tension. We're living under the same roof. Like, let's figure this out. I love you. Let's figure this out. And honestly, like, because that year was so hard because of that, because I really love my dad. Um, it was really hard and he actually was like not gonna contribute to the wedding at all because he just he really just he thought that I was really throwing my life away by deciding to marry Ian so early um at which you know he loved me he cares about me that's why he did that but then closer to the wedding we actually weren't gonna have a real reception because we couldn't afford to feed everyone we wanted everyone there but we couldn't afford to feed them so we were just mm-hmm. gonna have like a really short thing he stepped in at the last minute and said he would pay for catering, which was the most expensive thing we had. And then, and then like when, because we had our parents give speeches, which I didn't really ask him until, you know, later because of the tension. Um, Wow. Like his speech just meant so much because it was the first time he gave his blessing to us. Oh man. I'm like tearing up. Oh my gosh. It was so special. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's, and I was, I bawled all the way down the aisle not because of me, <laughs> but because right before we went down the aisle, my dad gave me like a little note he wrote to me and put it in my bouquet. And then we went down. Oh, I'm going to cry now too. <laughs> oh my God. Stop. Uh. Yeah. So it was just wow. so special. <laughs> wow. See, and it just, that's the thing with family. Like you can go through really tough, hard times and overcome them. And like that, yeah, that's the beauty of it. Like, If you didn't, you know, you can think about like, what if we didn't have those hard conversations or what if we didn't wade our way through these deep, thick waters? Like, would we even be where we are today? Like, would I be able to tell my dad how I feel today when big things come up? Now you can. Like, you guys have kind of overcame and went through things and ended up on the brighter, better side, which how are things now? Does your, is your dad like super supportive and encouraging and like kind of has done like this 180 and I mean I know that he was probably operating out of a face a face a place of fear for you because he wants to protect you so how is how are things now I think it's it's a lot better and it's much more like a family like when Ian and I visit you know like he's 
one of my dad's kids too, which is really special. Um, I think that like there is still some growing to do. And I I think it is because I got married so young. Like there's that this thought of like, this is my baby daughter and she's like, she shouldn't be doing these things. Like we bought a house this year and that was a big, a big, you're his baby. Yeah, exactly. But he is every time that something like that comes up, it's, you know, I think what helps is we go to him for advice and help because he knows a lot about a lot of things because he's our, he's my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to him for help and advice. And even if like with the house thing, like if he disagrees with it, we say like, well, we're going to do it and we want your help. We, we don't want to not talk about it because we don't disagree. Like, can we talk about what we can do that would make you feel more comfortable? And that would also yeah. probably help us out. So well, and you looking and asking him for help as the expert can makes him feel also included and not ostracized from his baby girl's life. Yeah. 100%. Man, that is, gosh, that was good. Oh, I was like legit tearing up through all of that. That's, that's <laughs> so special. You like backed up and <laughs> I know, did the hand wave, like the wave yeah. on my eyes. But yeah. I love, I love to hear that. I love to hear those stories where like, you know, a lot of times we think like our parents are are old and set in their ways, but you know, by us doing these kinds of things and stepping into these conversations, it's an opportunity for growth for them um, and for the relationship to be strengthened. So I love that, all of it. Last question. <laughs> if you had, and I'm going to ask you, this is going to be kind of a two-pronged question, but the same thing. So if you had to give planning brides one piece of advice what would it be? So for one of them, I want you to view it through the lens of your wedding and, mm-hmm. and what you learned from that. And then you can put on your planner hat and then give the advice. I think it actually might be kind of the same answer from both. Well, awesome. Um, yeah. I think like the number one thing is just to ask for help. I think that, and, and, you know, probably in some areas of our country, it is a little bit more taboo to be asking your vendors for help, but, and you do need to respect your vendors boundaries. Like if they don't do certain things for you or like provide advice for you, then you need to respect that. But, um, I think there's like this mindset when people are planning that, you know, they pay their deposit and then they're not supposed to bother it. They're anyone until it's time to pay their final payment. And then, work out the final details of their, for their wedding, like the month of the wedding. But I think a lot of vendors actually love it when we get asked, you know, for ideas or feedback or just for advice. Um, and not even just for that, but like just when brides ask what their possibilities are. I think that a lot of brides, you know, go to their friends' weddings or they read stuff online or on Pinterest and they just assume that things have to be done a certain way or that if you're going to have a rental place, like this is what you can do through them or whatever. But like, especially here in Wichita, I feel like people love to collaborate and get creative and yep, it lights up my world when people ask me questions. Um, but I know that we also have couples who feel like they can't ask us questions. So I have to reach out to those people and be like, Hey, what are you working on right now? Like, can I help you? Um, just because if you do ask questions, if you do find out what your possibilities are um, and get feedback from your vendors, um, your day is going to go smoother because your vendors are able to let you know, like if you're considering something that has gone horribly wrong in the past, like they <laughs> we are thinking about parachuting into our ceremony. What do you think about that? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, mm-hmm. yeah, we, you know, we can help give advice, um, which 
you know, takes away some of their stress. It can also save them money and also make them better, like help them make better decisions overall for a day that actually makes sense for them as a couple and for their budget and for their style and for whatever their intention is behind their day. So. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love all of that. I actually just want to know because that was so good. Is there anything else that's came up through this entire interview that you want to share? Do you have any final thoughts that you think like somebody really, really needs to hear this? Oh, I think, I think that yes, (laughs) Um, there is, this is, like I said earlier, this is just one day of your life. I think especially people need to hear this right now because of COVID, like, and like, you know, all the rescheduling that's been going on. I think that just redirecting, remembering that this is one day, it's a very important and special day and you should be celebrating it. It should cause anticipation, but if it's not, like if it's causing you more stress than it is joy or like worry than happiness, then just remember this is one day. If something is bothering you, just let it go. Ultimately, it's not gonna matter. Your wedding is not going like, the quality of your wedding doesn't affect the quality of your marriage. Your marriage oh, is- that is good. Yeah, like, writing that down. That is, <laughs> that is a good quote. This is, it's just one day. So if you have to put things in perspective, remember that, like, yeah, I, I feel like we've had to have this conversation so many times with our brides, especially the past few months. Um, yeah, remember your marriage is what matters, not the wedding. The wedding should celebrate the marriage, not just celebrate you know, like showing off your designs or how much money you have or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Those are my thoughts. Oh my God. I love, love that. I would have wrote it down word for word. Yeah. You've had great insight, Jessica. Thank you so much for, for taking time out of your evening away from your family to, to sit down with us and to talk with us. Um, I mean, your insight as a bride is great. It's even greater to have your insight as a planner, you know, as well. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Um, we appreciate the support. I know you've shared out stuff Mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. So one of the things I love about Wichita is I feel like there's just this really great vendor community. There's so much support. Mm -hmm. And, and so uh, I'm sure that exists in other cities, but, um, Wichita is my city. So it's great when we have other vendors that, that support one another. So thank you to that. Uh, thank you for that. Do you want to, um, once one more time, shout out your, uh, your socials and, uh, your podcast, we'll, we'll link them in the show notes, but go ahead and shout them out. Yeah, yeah. Our Instagram handle is Wichita Coordination and our website is wichitacoordination.com. Coordination is spelled (laughs) C-O-O-R-D-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. We can ask that. Um, And then our podcast is called um, The Coordinated Wedding and that is most places that you can get podcasts. And be sure to, to go follow their Instagram because they their team is constantly sharing out great advice and great tips. So okay. Jessica, thank you so much again for joining us and we will talk so to you fun. later. Listeners, have a good one. Thank you. Bye.